Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now, here's your host, Ken Gross. And welcome to Law and Reality. Today, I'm your host, Brian Small. Ken Gross is out, and so uh, he asked me to sit in the driver's seat, and uh, how little does he know what's actually going to happen today, because I'm in charge, here on the radio. With me today... <laughs> I like how you clarified, you're in charge, here on the radio. <laughs> with me today, my co-host for the day, our tax attorney and uh, tax expert at uh, Thav Gross, Jenny Lingle. Jenny, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brian. Good to be here today. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about seniors and senior debt problems. Crazy concept. You know, never in, in, in I've been doing this for 26 years and I've been doing financial crisis management that is for 26 years. And when I started off in the practice of law, it was extraordinarily rare that I would have a senior citizen come in and see me. Now, of course, when I was a young, young attorney, uh, a senior citizen to me was anybody over like 50. Now that I am 50 plus, um, I recognize that uh, senior citizen means somebody who's reached, we'll call them retirement age, say 62 to beyond. And I'm looking forward to those senior citizen years. I would like to reach retirement age as soon as I humanly can. But that being said, retirement age and retirement don't necessarily go together these days anymore. They, you know, the 50 is the new 40. Well, unfortunately, 70 is the new 60. And that's becoming the new age of retirement for people. But the same problems still exist when you reach retirement. Do you meet the three-point retirement plan? Our three-point retirement plan, not the UBS Merrill Lynch retirement plan. We're talking about a simple one. One, do, your own, do you own your own house paid in full? Two, is there money in the bank to help supplement your income? Three, do you have no debt? That's the our three-point retirement plan. And what I'm seeing now is a whole group of senior citizens who are retiring that can't that don't don't fit that goal don't meet those that three point return. so brian I, I think statistically what we're seeing now is that bankruptcies for senior citizens are on the rise and also debt issues for people that are 55 and older have risen significantly over the years wait, wait. we didn't mention 55 we said <laughs> we said 65 70. So let me go back to the beginning where I was saying, when I started the practice of law, what the average age of a person coming in to see me was going to be 35 to 40. And they had gotten themselves into a financial bind in some capacity, were working, trying to work their way out of it and couldn't and needed the, the mechanism of bankruptcy to get themselves out of debt. And that... That was great because they still had 20 plus, 25 plus years left to put back into retirement, to save for their retirement, to put themselves in a situation where they could be in that three-point retirement plan, the house paid off, 
no debt, and have money in the bank. What I'm finding now is an astronomical number of people coming in to see me over credit card problems and debt problems who are in their late 50s, early 60s, wait, into their 70s. I just had a woman come in and see me last week, 86 years old, and she had $48,000 for the credit card debt. Now, now, at 86 years old, you shouldn't have any credit card debt. Now, now, Brian, I think a lot of people here in Michigan had the plan that they were going to work. And, and when they retired, they were going to have some money in their 401k. Everyone said, buy a home. Your home's only going to appreciate in value. Um, also, they were depending on, you know, pensions and provided health care and had the best laid plan that life was going to be great. They had another 5, 10, or maybe even 15 years to work, but hadn't really been... Um, investing money because they were relying on some other things to happen such as being able to downsize their home sell their home that might be paid off or might have a small mortgage at that point in time and they'd have enough money to buy their next home uh, in full and that they were going to be able to live with just their social security and their pension believing that their medical expenses would be covered and that they really wouldn't need any additional money and they wouldn't have credit card debt now what happened that kind of blew that plan up for most people here in michigan 2008 right 2009 the economy collapsed and when the economy collapsed in the early or the late 2000s before, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, my God, it was 10 years ago, people. Think about that. The economic collapse of the United States happened 10 years ago, and we've dug our way out of it. The stock market is booming. We have the lowest unemployment rate in 30-plus years, except for one thing. We have underemployment. That's a consistent, prevalent problem. What do I mean by that? When you were working 10 years ago, making $40 an hour, if you're working today, you might still have a similar job making $25 an hour. You are gainfully employed back in the workforce, but you are not making the type of money that you used to. In fact, I just read this article the other day. It said that our standard of living and the income that we have right now is the equivalent of an income from the 1970s. And I thought to myself, wow, that's crazy. But then I, then I, I thought some more about it and I equated it right to college tuition. So, and which is causing our seniors a big problem, by the way. <laughs> Senior citizens taking out student loans for your grandchildren or, you know, Grandma, please just co-sign my student loan because I promise to pay it, but the only way they'll give me the loan to go to college and spend $30,000 a year in college is, is if I have this loan and they won't just give it to me, the student. I need a co-signer. I promise to pay. Oh, my goodness. Folks, if you would know the number of people that come into my office that are retired, that walk in with student loan debt, 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt sitting there saying, Well, my grandson or my granddaughter promised they would pay it, so I co-signed the loan. My grandson dropped out of college. My granddaughter got a job making twenty-seven thousand dollars a year out of college, and she has a hundred and forty-four thousand dollars worth of student loans. And now they're taking my social security. Yes, folks. 
They can garnish your social security if you don't pay your student loans. They can come after your assets. They can chase you until the day you die. So if I can warn anybody out there as they're headed towards retirement, please, please do not co-sign your student loan for your kid. Don't do it. Or your grandson, your granddaughter, don't do it. As much as they beg you, say no. If it takes them six years to go to school because they had to work their way through college, or eight years because they had to work their way through college, and they couldn't get those student loans, believe it or not, they will thank you for saying no somewhere down the road. They may not think it now when they're, when they're 18, 19, 20 years old, but they will understand it when they don't come out of school with a hundred plus thousand dollars worth of student loans. Now, Brian, we've talked about kind of what our three-point plan is and what we hope people have for retirement, but how do we face the situation when we've had someone that is now a senior that's retired that had these catastrophic events that were mostly outside of their control occur, and now they have a mortgage, and they have car payments, and they have credit card debt, and they have tax debt, and they don't have enough income to pay everybody back in full, even if they would love to just write a check and move on? So we have opportunities to deal with the debt. What we're going to do, anybody who's facing that situation or partially facing that situation really needs to come in and sit down with me and, and with Jenny and do an analysis of their situation. The, 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 the key is, is that we're going to recommend things most likely that are foreign to you. What do I mean by that? I mean things that you don't normally Go about your day thinking this is what I should do because the average person sits, was worked hard, was raised to uh, pay their bills, work hard, and all good things would happen to them. That's their, that's the the general mo motif of, of life. You work hard, you pay your bills, good things will happen. Well, guess what? You worked hard all your life. You're retired. Good things didn't happen. Life occurred. The economy collapsed in 2009. Uh, you, you ended up with a medical situation where you couldn't work anymore, but you know society doesn't care because you're not, not labeled, quote-unquote, disabled for Social Security disability purposes. So you can't even deal with that. You can't even address that. You just reached a point where you can't do your job anymore. Prime example are line workers in the auto industry. You put in your 30 years. Thank you for doing that. You worked hard. You built America. Well, you put in your 30 years. You were making $70,000 a year, $80,000 a year. For your special trades, you're making $120,000 to $150,000 a year. And then it comes time to retire after you put in your 30 or 35 years in. And now you're retiring, and it's you're going from eight to nine thousand dollars a month of income to up to sometimes twelve to thirty you know ten to twelve thousand dollars a month of income down to four thousand dollars a month of income between social security and your pension and you still have a mortgage and you have a seven hundred and fifty dollar car payment and you have a second car payment for five hundred and thirty dollars and on top of that you have fifty thousand dollars for the credit card debt and you have your co-signed student loan for your grandson. This is not an out of the ordinary situation. This is normal. 
This is what I'm seeing every single day. It's a combination of mistake after mistake after mistake of what you've done with your money, not recognizing that the day that you retire, the income is going to be dramatically smaller. It's still enough. You've got your pension. You've got your Social Security. It's enough to keep a roof over your head. But it's not enough to pay the credit cards. It's not enough to deal with all those other problems. And this is a generation, Jenny, that, that is still eligible for pensions. Our generation, my generation, your generation, Jenny's a bit younger, um, <laughs> is, is, is not going to be able to retire with a pension. It won't exist. Well, I think we have to remember in the Metro Detroit area that there are quite a few people that were relying on the pension, that their pension was cut. Pensions cut, benefits cut, the, especially with the, with the bankruptcy of, the, of, the, of General Motors and Chrysler and the bankruptcy of the city of Detroit. There's an incredible number of people that lost some benefits. They didn't lose all their benefits because there are but they lost some. Maybe they're paying more for their health insurance now. They're paying more for their co-pays. The insurance isn't as good. The life insurance benefits were, were, were dramatically reduced or eliminated. Certain things, pension cuts took place. The, uh, there's clawbacks in the city of Detroit where they're going back after money that you allegedly didn't earn, even though you earned it because they miscalculated the, uh, the deferred compensation account. I had a client with that recently, $70,000 clawback from the city of Detroit. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's an incredible situation that you're facing because now you have reached the point where you are no longer a worker in society. And because you're no longer working with a fixed income, expenses keep going up, income doesn't. And so we start to do silly things when, we, when we're in debt like we start taking more and more money out of our 401k or our IRA to pay that debt. Let me stop everybody out there right now and tell you no matter what, I want you to understand something. There is no, none, zero, nada, nobody, except for one guy, that can go get money out of your IRA or your, or your 401k other than you, period. No creditor. You owe Visa, you owe MasterCard. Well, who's that Express. one guy that can do it, Brian? Oh, well, there is that one guy. <laughs> Besides you. <laughs> his name's Sam. He wears a tall hat, has a beard, and he's your uncle. And he's my uncle, and he's Jenny's uncle, and he's everybody's uncle. The IRS can go get money out of your IRA, your 401k, your pension, your Social Security. They can come after you if you owe them money. But Visa and MasterCard. You know, if, if you called up and you're having a hard time paying your credit cards, and I promise you, there's a whole group of you out there in your, in your late 60s through your 90s that are having a hard time paying your bills, and you're still trying. Again, because mama raised you right. You worked hard. You were taught to pay your bills. But this is a different world today. But what I find interesting, Brian, is, is the stigma. So when businesses go through this and they decide that they're going to file bankruptcy or reorganize or come up with this this bankruptcy program that they're going to in place, they're brilliant. Well, look at look at look at what is it American Airlines when they filed Chapter Eleven bankruptcy with two or three billion dollars liquid cash in the bank. Wall Street stood and clapped and said it was the greatest thing ever because what were they trying to do? They were trying to break the union contracts. That was the goal. 
But if you, as an individual, look at bankruptcy and say, oh my goodness, what a phenomenal tool. It gives me a chance to get a fresh start, which is written in the bankruptcy code on practically every single page. An opportunity to get a fresh start. A Chapter 7 bankruptcy will eliminate the credit cards. It can eliminate income tax obligations. It can eliminate almost everything. It has a hard time eliminating. If not, it's almost impossible to eliminate student loans. But there's other resources out there to deal with student loans. There's a lot of programs. But when you're dealing with debt and you want to eliminate it, Chapter 7 bankruptcy is the most efficient, most effective, least costly method to do so. But when you come in to see us because you've got debt, we're going to look at Chapter 7 bankruptcy as an opportunity. We're going to look at Chapter 13 bankruptcy, which is structured reorganization over time, where you repay some or all of your creditors, some or all of the money you owe them over three to five years. We're going to look at that as an opportunity. We're going to look at debt resolution, settling your debts for pennies on the dollar. Now, we've talked about all these things in previous shows, and if you're a new listener to the show, We'll, we'll talk about how you can come in and get all that information uh, if you weren't listening to the show. We, we can, you also can go on our website and listen to previous podcasts and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's you against the banks. And I promise you that if you call up Visa and you say, Hi, I'm struggling right now. They might say, Okay, we can lower your interest rate for a little while. But they're not going to eliminate the debt. And... At the same time, that phone call you make, what they're going to do, they're going to stop your line of credit. They're not going to let you have it anymore. Well, if you don't have the lines of credit anymore anyway, you might as well do something to make sure your money that you have in your bank account goes and lasts you for the rest of your life. Because here's what we don't want to do as seniors. We don't want to become dependent on our children, right? We don't want to end up moving in with them unless we physically have to do so for our health. But because we ran out of money isn't really a great reason to move in with your kid. It takes away from your independence. Money that you saved, worked hard for, that's supposed to carry you till the day you die is not going to be there because you're dipping into your 401k and your IRA to pay Visa and MasterCard. That is the single biggest mistake I see our seniors making. And if I could just stop them from doing it, if I could run out, run out and stand in front of each senior at the bank as they're starting to pull their money out, I would. But I can't do that. So here I am standing in front of you at the bank, so to speak, telling you not to do it. It's the biggest mistake you can ever make in retirement is to take money out of your retirement plans to pay down debt. Now, if you're listening and you think, you know what, I hear that, but I want to do it anyways, the one thing that I always tell my friends and family members facing this is, why don't you come in for a free consultation? You know, it's hour, hour and a half of your time. Why don't you sit down with one of us, crunch the numbers, and then make your your determination of which way you want to go after you have all the facts in front of you? Because you may think that you have all the facts and that you know what you should do, but why not take advantage of a free consultation just to get a second opinion? Um, somebody can maybe give you shed a little bit different light on things that, that you're not thinking about. I completely agree. I mean, right now, so you're retiring at 65. You're healthy, you're feeling good, and you say, I can handle my credit card bills. It's only 500 bucks a month. It's only $1,000 a month. I got the money in the bank. Well, what you don't recognize is that 
Today, you're taking a $4 prescription. 10 years from now, you're paying $6,000 out of pocket for the prescription because it's not covered by Medicaid. I mean, by Medicare, okay? It's partially covered. You're in what they call the donut hole where you you have to pay your own prescription costs up to for a certain number of months and it eats away at you. And the prescriptions get more and more and more expensive and the coverage gets less and less. And don't think if you're listening out there that we're likely to have that uh, Medicare plan get expanded right now. The government is, is, is reducing regulations and trying to cut expenses. They have to pay for the tax cut that they just gave us all. And guess what? Entitlements, Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, those are all out there to be cut. You may or may not agree with it. I don't agree with it, but I'm going to tell you that that's what's going to happen. And so you have to protect yourself. I promise you, when I say that there's nobody out there to protect you, and people say, oh, I got my Social Security. Well, if you read about Social Security, you know that in another 15 years or so, it won't be fully funded unless the government does something. There won't be enough money because there aren't as many millennials working as there are retiring uh, baby boomers. And so there isn't enough money funding the program. And so you've got to be sure to protect yourself. And if you have money in your IRA and your 401k, you want to keep it there. You do not want to use it to pay Visa and MasterCard. Let's, let's use an example to try and, and stress what some of the biggest mistakes people are making when we talk about them taking money out of their IRA or their 401k to continue paying their credit cards. So when you look at it, let's just take Bill and Mary. Bill and Mary are reaching retirement age. Right now, Bill's making $60,000 a year, and he's got $70,000 of credit card debt. People are going, oh my goodness, that's not me. That couldn't be me. The number of people that I meet with that have fifty dollars to $100,000 worth of credit card debt is astronomical. When I, when I started practicing, we used to say, oh, you know, $10,000, $12,000 worth of credit card debt, that qualifies you for a bankruptcy. And we didn't see much more than eighteen dollars to $20,000 on the high side. Every single week, I see people that walk into my office with forty dollars to $100,000 of credit card debt. Now, Brian, in this example, how much is just the minimum payment on $70,000 of credit card debt? $70,000 of credit card debt costs Bill & Mary $1,750 a month. Now, if you're making $60,000 a year, I want you to just look at that and say, that's $5,000 gross a month. It's roughly $4,000 take-home pay. Of that $4,000 take-home pay, $1,750 is going to credit cards. So here's what Bill is doing. Bill is paying down $1,750, and then he's charging up $1,750. We call the credit card trap. Yeah, he's, he's charging it, paying it down, charging it, paying it down. And here's where their, the problem hits. It's like being in Vegas. And they, there's, a, there's a game called Casino War. It's high card. And the theory on high card, if you ask a gambler, they'll tell you that you should double your bet every time you lose. And eventually you'll win. But Bill and Mary are hitting the table maximum. And they're about to put themselves in a situation where there's no more credit and no more opportunity for credit. 
doesn't matter whether they got a million bucks in their IRA, 250,000 in their IRA, or zero in their IRA, because they haven't put money away, they've been paying 1750 a month towards their debt. At the end of the day, if they file a bankruptcy, we can eliminate the debt. The problem is, is they needed to have that money in their IRA to retire with, and if they're taking it out to put themselves in a position to retire, they're gonna run themselves into a huge, I mean, to pay their credit card bills instead of being in a position to retire, they're gonna run into a huge problem. And if Bill and Mary reach the point where they can't work anymore, they got social security and nothing left, and that's it. So, bankruptcy is a great opportunity to get yourself out of debt and give yourself the chance to get a fresh start and leave yourself in a position where you have the ability to retire. No matter what it is, it's fa that you're facing economically debt situation. If you're headed towards your senior years, you want to come in and see us and look at your opportunity to get yourself out of debt. Now, you want to learn more? Well, I'll tell you what. Watch the TV version of Law and Reality every Sunday at 11 a.m. on TV 20. If you're out and about or out at church, go ahead, hit your DVR, and uh, come back and watch us in the afternoon. I like to say that we are absolutely more exciting than golf and or bowling. So... That's the TV version of Law and Reality. We also have our monthly contest, which you can sign up at lawandreality.com or thavgross.com. Sign up for that, and we're, uh, this month's contest is a free $50 Visa gift card, a Law and Reality hat, and a copy of Ken's book, Dump Your Debt. Now, Jenny, we've got a, a nifty seminar coming up in the fall here called September is the Time for My Debt to Fall. I did not name the seminar. We'll give that credit completely to Ken. Wednesday, September 26th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up at lawandreality.com, thavgross.com, or sign up at 888-235-HELP. That's our phone number, 888-235-HELP. September is the time for my debt to fall. We're going to go over how to preserve your future income for you and your family so you have something to retire with. Debt elimination is going to be the key to the process. Jenny Lingle here is going to be our special expert at the seminar on tax issues, including offers and compromise, making yourself uncollectible to the IRS, or payment agreements with the IRS. You want to sign up again at lawandreality.com, thavgross.com, or call us at 888-235-HELP. Now, if you just can't wait and want to come in and hear about all these issues sooner, you can sign up for a free consultation at thavgross.com or lawandreality.com. Or again, call us at 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-4357. And you can always do both as well. If you want to come in and talk about and have that hour to discuss your specific situation, then I'd say don't wait. And call whether, in for the consultation. Whether it's debt issues with myself, tax issues with Jenny, estate planning again with myself, business issues, whether it's business formation or business problems with Ken Gross, elder law issues with Pat Samasco or social security disability or workers' compensation issues with Jeff Kirshner, just reach out to us at 888-235-HELP. Again, that's 888-235-4357. Jenny, we've got about one minute left in the show. you have any closing thoughts? My closing thought is that you need to plan for your future. Come in, get a free consultation, and figure out how you can set yourself up to have an enjoyable life and not worry about your credit cards and the tax man. We're going to look at your situation. We're going to find your best solution, whether it's bankruptcy, chapter 7, bankruptcy, chapter 13, debt resolution, 
budget management, showing you how to get out of debt without utilizing the bankruptcy process. No matter what it is, or offers in compromise with the taxing authority, we're going to find your solution. It's been a great show. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with Law and Reality. Thanks for listening.